Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program about eating, restaurants, cooking, wine. You know, there's something we haven't brought up. Is, is wine oh, uh, permissible in your program? Wine absolutely is, is permissible. Oh, uh, yeah, because we've all known it's a good try. Nick uh, Hargrove, did I say it right? Hargrove, correct. Hargrove. He is uh, with us. He uh, represents and is here from, I think that's all safe to say, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Rose. Nope. No, I, I'm sorry. Seafood Kitchen. Tom's what, what still thinking about the Greek lunch I'm, I'm we looking had today. At, I'm sorry. We, <laughs> um, tr- uh, yeah. Uh, true. Uh, wait, let me see. True now, food I'm, kitchen. Now I've shaken myself all up. True food kitchen. Mm-hmm. I've got it now. Thank you for putting up with me. And good night. True food kitchen. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we anyway? I was eating a little piece of a tortilla, or is it, what would you call that? We had anyway? we had a little tasting. Yeah. While we were on break, and I have to say that, um, I'm very honest, as most people know. And um, <clears throat> while I, I didn't sign on to the, the ice cream, which doesn't taste like ice cream, the lasagna <laughs> is really great. It's mm-hmm. really great. That's it's, mixed up in this uh, buffet that we have here? a chicken sausage bolognese with mm-hmm. spinach, and it's really, really good. Sounds good. Really good. I would go and get that tomorrow. Well, that can be arranged. Yeah. It's really good. Um, how does the salt? But but there is salt in it because I can taste the salt. Mm-hmm. And so, how does the salt? How do you rectify salt with the anti-inflammatory diet? Or are those not connected at all? Because I'm not you know well versed on the anti-inflammatory thing. Well, at the end of the day, your food still has to taste good. So it does yeah. take mm-hmm. some salt well, and some pepper. There's some people <clears throat> for whom it doesn't really, but anyway, sure. for me it does. You know? <clears throat> right, and you know we have some salt in moderation mm-hmm. in order to enhance some of the flavor profiles of the items. Um, our food is not based on caloric intake because your body needs calories to burn to be yeah. able to live and, and do Oh, so in normally. other words, you don't pay that much attention to the caloric intake. Not really, no. That's okay. not, a, not a focus. Uh-huh. And, and again, it's on the nutrient density of the ingredients, how your body reacts to those, what's bioavailable in those ingredients, and how they can be processed. Okay, tell me what bioavailable means. Just what's there available for your body to actually consume and digest and process and get out into, you know, on the cellular level. Where it needs to go, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so nutrient density is your goal. It's like you want the highest nutrient availability for your body to consume. Correct. And what, what raw materials are most nutrient-dense, obviously the green vegetables. Kale is your most nutrient-dense item. (coughs) Vitamin vitamin A, E, C. um, More so than spinach. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know. know, And kale used to be just a garnish, you know, 10, 15 years ago. To me, that's that's how it still belongs. It's like I think that nature can sometimes (laughs) be cruel because, (laughs) because kale... 
makes I'm me sorry. run away screaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not signing on to kale yet. Okay. Um, I I really like spinach. Like I love that. <clears throat> Bolognese because it, it was, was spinach. Yep. Had you had kale in there, I might have not thought so. But um, the only kale I've ever liked is Fresh Market has a kale and. Um, well, you just had kale with a kale farrow. guac. Farrow. What? You just had kale and the kale guacamole. I know, but I didn't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> it's personal preference. That's I'm saying that I'm honest, okay? Sure, I'm, sure. I'm I, saying I, I didn't wa- care for I the kale. I better warn you against I didn't uh, kale this. For the, I didn't care for the kale guacamole. I did love the lasagna. So of what I've had here, I would go, like I said, tomorrow for the lasagna. But... Um, but I, I'm not, you know. I, but I'm not your. I'm not your customer. Like I, I am obsessed with omega threes, and I, I have probably decimated the squirrel population with my consumption of nuts and and seeds. Mm. You know, Brunswick um, stew. Yeah, but um, but when you get into you know eating foods that I like, I'm not going to eat kale. You know what I mean? I'm not getting kale. I do. I did. Like I say, I had that kale and farro salad. I like farro a lot. Do you have that on your we menu? We do serve that with our salmon. Hey, tell me about the ancient <clears throat> grains. What are the ancient grains? Ancient that... grains, bowl is farro, quinoa, comes with avocado, sweet potato with a miso glaze. Um, we've got a uh, pumpkin seed pesto on there. So with the sesame seeds on top. That's one of our most, I'd say, core items that hasn't come off the menu in the yeah, past good. 11 years. It's good. The ancient grains is good. So what are some of your favorites? Again, that chicken sausage pizza. Um, today I had a, a TLT sandwich. TLT. TLT. Instead of a bacon lettuce tomato, it's tempeh <laughs> lettuce and tomato. Uh, so it is a vegan sandwich. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What is tempeh? Is that like uh, tempeh is like a, a the vegan's tofu? alternative to bacon. It's a to- tofu yeah. bacon, correct? It's a tofu <clears throat> bacon. It's a bacon substitute. The Lone Ranger used to give it to con- to Tonto. <laughs> okay, so tempeh bl. I mean tempeh lt. Okay, mm-hmm. tlt. Um, the Brussels sprouts that I brought you all to, to try today. Oh, I've had these almost every night for probably the past two weeks. But do you like it? You, you can call my wife and ask her because we've, we've eaten them a ton. So are these now? How are these done? Those um, are roasted, uh, also with the miso glaze. Sesame seeds, Asian mushroom blend, and then a little bit of chili threads on top to kind of add just a little bit of spice to it. That's real good. Mushrooms, I mean, um, Brussels sprouts, I mean. I never know what you're going to get with them. They're delicious, and you know they're good for you. Like sometimes they're chewy and sometimes I don't not. really like the whole fried Brussels sprouts. So, I mean, I love them. Right. But I know that. I shouldn't be eating them. Yeah, and these are just roasted in, in the oven. See, the whole the whole oil thing really bothers me, you know. The omega six, omega three ratio thing. So I'm assuming you don't have much fried food. We don't even have a fryer in the restaurant. Good for you. No Give fryer you in the restaurant. Um, we don't have your traditional sodas, Coke, Diet Coke, things like that. We don't offer those. Mm-hmm. Um, oils in the building. We have coconut oil, grapeseed oil, and extra virgin olive oil. Is grapeseed oil? Because I've heard double, I've heard mixed still, things still about those you. things. Um, we mainly use that. It does have a higher smoke point. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it easier for us to execute at a high level in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I like the chili oil. It's just coming into my 
palate from the the Brussels sprouts. It's good. That's very good. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to have the Brussels sprouts alongside the lasagna and I'm going to be a happy camper. All right. Anyway, um, what else do you have? Are, are you constantly revising the menu? We update the menu four times a year, so we are a seasonal, oh, okay. seasonal scratch okay. kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we focus on what's readily available in that season. So right now we're really focused on, you know, obviously the Brussels sprouts. Uh, we have a lot of beet options in the restaurant. We have what's Boy, called, that seems to be true across the entire industry yeah, we okay. have these the days. unbeatable burger. I know. I was just about to say, right I'm sorry, call me a buzzkill, but I'm never going to have a beet burger. Some guests, uh, actually, I shouldn't say some guests. A lot of guests that have it uh, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one gentleman join us probably about three weeks ago, and he ordered a grass-fed burger. Mm-hmm. And one of our service team members just misunderstood him and ordered him a beet burger, the unbeatable <laughs> burger. So we, we served this gentleman the unbeatable burger, and I stopped by. Him Don't and tell me he couldn't tell the difference. I'm stopped by, and I'm chatting with him, and, <laughs> and, and you know, I apologized profusely and went straight to my chef and, and got the grass-fed burger prepared for him. Mm-hmm. By the time I went back, he had consumed the en- entire unbeatable burger and said it, it was perfectly fine. He said, I, l- I loved every minute of it. Um, then he boxed up the, uh, the grass-fed burger and took that home with him. Hmm. So we've, we've had a few guests that, you know, have converted and come in and try something new. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. The un- unbeatable and, and beets in general are not for, for everyone. Oh, I beets love beets. Very, I love yeah, beets. I just, it's, it's too I bad. Lo- <laughs> There's a, a great joke about beets. But it was delivered originally by somebody who was uh, pretty much off limits. So we're not going to you know, name I, him. I feel but, like. But uh, anyway, it's um, it's this. Um, if I can remember how the joke goes. Let's, let's, no, I don't want you to remember because huh? what you're going to do is, is say that you shouldn't tell the joke and then tell the joke. So I'm just going to bypass the joke because <laughs> I've ha- we've been down this road a few times before. Um, uh, but my problem with this, the beet burger, is I don't like things being offered as something that they're not. In other words, I love beets. Mm-hmm. I love roasted beets. I love roasted beets in a salad with feta cheese. But I don't want a beet burger. You know what I mean? Well, we're not <laughs> trying to hide the fact that it's a yeah. beet burger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still tastes like beets. It's yeah. red like a beet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we're not trying to disguise it and say, no, mm-hmm. oh, it's a burger. Yeah. Um, but, you know, our, our vegan and vegetarian guests love to have that option. Yeah. So that's why we, we came up with that uh-huh. to be able to accommodate. Do you sell a lot of them? Absolutely. It's you number, do? It's like number three, I think, overall. Wow. Oh, come right on. Really? Yeah. I, I get it all the time. Oh anyway, uh, just so people are not going to go nuts on this, this takes out the funny part. Well, it takes out the weird part of it. Um, someone said... Uh, that the least used sentence in the English language is, can I have your beats? <laughs> <laughs> and I, that doesn't re- really register with me because I always liked beats since I was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, I think even. that goes so back to I, the days when beats were in a can. But it, I do get a know? laugh out of it, so I'm going to keep using yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. When beats were in a can, there was uh, there was kind of a different take on it. And I even liked them in a can, but... But the roasted beets are, are really good. Mm-hmm. But I just, I really, your number three seller. Mm-hmm. That's pretty burger. amazing. I am, I am, and we've also got I'm a dumbfounded made out of by that. A cocktail? A cocktail. A cocktail. Could, that'd be okay. Mm-hmm. From beets. It's called a Beets by John. Um, mm-hmm. Beets, organic, prairie, prairie organic vodka. Uh-huh. Uh, and a little bit of pineapple juice to kind of sweeten it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could see that that would be pretty good, probably. Yeah. It's probably pretty. Yeah, it's a beautiful drink. Yeah, it's like a like a salmon color between uh, the pineapple more like that juice. Dark red. 
Is it is yeah. it dark beet red? Even with the pineapple juice? Yeah, because there's just a just a scotia, uh, the, the pineapple uh-huh. juice in there, just kind of add a uh-huh. take away some of the earthiness from the beets. Tell me about your juice bar. What kind so of cool stuff is there? We have one of I, I can guarantee you probably one of I know my favorites and the rest of my management team to be honest is the kale aid. Um, kale aid, so, so yeah, lemonade so made with kale. <laughs> well, it's kale, lemon, ginger, spinach, uh, cucumber. Uh, an amazing, just a great refreshing drink. So we don't call it a juice bar. Um, it's mainly, they're called our refreshers. Okay. But these are our way to get a soda type item out to our guests. No, I think that's great. I think that's a great idea because soda is like poison. So here's my question though. It, it's this totally strained. So there's none of that stringy kale texture. Correct. No, it's yeah, totally just strange. Yep. the flavor. Just the juice and the, the flavor, flavor is kind of disguised by what other items in Lemon there? Lemon and ginger are the predominant flavors. Yeah, I think I could, I could do that. You got some cucumber in there as well. No, so, I could definitely do that. So it doesn't, you know, it's not overpowering as a just okay. a kale beverage. All right, I'm going to come in there and get that. What's it called? <laughs> the kale-aid. The kale-aid, <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in and get it. Because that sounds like it's something that is really good for you. But my problem with kale is... Is not so much the taste of it, but it's the texture. The texture is well, like it's like eating plastic art. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of a lot of individuals who try to use kale that don't prepare it the way it should be. Now on the the flip side of that, we have the the kale salad, which is how Dr. Weil really got Sam Fox on board was the kale salad, and what involved Oprah to come in with us was our kale salad. So it's a uh, it's just straight kale with a kale dressing, which has got lemon. Uh, extra virgin olive oil, some red chili flakes. So it's got a little bit of zip to it, and then we put breadcrumbs and Parmesan cheese on that. Mm-hmm. But, if, you know, that's a, it's a really good salad, really popular. Is that popular. a good big seller? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, so what are the, the other two of the top three? Uh, the edamame dumplings, which I, I'm sorry I didn't bring that in today, but that's an amazing item. That's one of the only items in the building that has butter in it, actually. There's mm-hmm. only two items on the menu that have butter. Now, what's, what's the problem with butter? I'm curious. I don't uh, know. What, what, what would that be? From a fat content? Well, yeah, but fat is good for you. I mean, fat is excellent for your brain, for sure. So, What do you mean? <laughs> Plus, you know, it's just not one of those items that is really conducive to, again, the vegan, vegetarian lifestyle. So we limit the items that we have that I have see. butter in them. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's a vegan and vegetarian thing rather than an unhealthy thing. I mean, if all, you consume, if you fence? consumed great gobs of butter, that'd be one thing. But sure. I mean, you know, now we're we're coming back to the concept of lard over Crisco. You know what I mean? Because right. it's just at least it's a natural product. You know, you can uh, so you can keep the, uh, uh, the the lard. I have no problem with personally, but uh, that other stuff, the uh, the. Crisco? Uh, Crisco. Oh, that, no. Well, no. I mean, That's it's a like, problem. It's like margarine and Crisco and all these things that were sold to us in the mid, mid-century of the last century is dreadful. Yeah, they're not you know? food in I mean, any shape or form. Exactly. They're fake. It's, it's fake stuff. It's chemical stuff. And that's my problem. It's If it's not a natural thing... I mean, I'd rather do the butter than something that's not even natural. So what, that's, that's what do you use in, in lieu of butter? Is it coconut? Cocoa butter? Use a lot or? of coconut oil. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But, I mean, we just don't have – the recipes don't call for butter. We don't write the menu that way. Is, you said you're not interest, You're not focused on calories. So coconut oil has a lot of calories, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So it, it's definitely a fad. I mean, it's, Correct. it's absolutely a fad for sure. All right. We're going to take a break. 260-6368 is the number. Uh, we're going to keep Nick about another 10 minutes to the bottom of the hour. If you have some questions about True Food Kitchen, here is your chance. Mm-hmm. Give us a call, 260 
You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello there. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We talk about food here. Uh, Most of the time we're just just thinking about everything from uh, uh, the kind of programs you need to take in a hospital to make your, your diet better, you know, and things like that. Uh, but we have a whole different uh, idea, uh, uh, an approach on how to make the food you eat uh, better, your, better for you. Excuse me. I'm just uh, and uh, and we have a couple of guys here. Who, actually, it looks like a couple of guys because I have a little eye thing. But uh, anyway, it's um, just one. Nick Hargrove. Nick Har- Hargrove. From True Food Kitchen. True Food Kitchens. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about ancient tuned. grains. I want to talk about ancient grains. Do you have hmm. amaranth in the kitchen? We do not. Okay. Why not? Just not something we're offering at this time. Uh-huh. A, a barley? Mm-mm. No. Bulgur? Nope. Kamut? Nope. Spelt? Nope. Millet? Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what's in the ancient grains besides so that's just, farro that's and farro quinoa? quinoa? That's it. That's it? Yep. We have farro, oh. quinoa, brown rice is in the restaurant. Um, so I'm sure these are all items that have either crossed these our menus. These are ancient grains. Path. Or, you yeah. know, will soon to be on the menu um, based on what our culinary team in, in Arizona is going to come up with for us next. But right now they're not in the building. Well, they're mm. ancient. And, um, and I've been told that some of them are really vile. So hopefully they won't make their way uh, <laughs> into, <laughs> into your menu. Uh, you'll have to really dress those up with, some, with a lot of chicken sausage. Right. <laughs> I would take a lot of chicken sausage to, to disguise that. I mean, I kind of want to try some really ancient grains just because I've read about them. I mean, I don't look like a health nut, but I am a health nut. Like I never, you know, I don't eat anything chemical or, you know. But, um, but I am really kind of fascinated with the whole what food was like thousands of years ago. And I would really, really love it if somebody cooked me something really sensational that was like that because I think it is the way to eat for sure. sure. And you for know? guests that are kind of thinking like that, they obviously go with the paleo diet, which is based on the Paleolithic era, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what they ate then. So we actually have separate menus for guests to oh, you be able do. to accommodate. You yeah, do. We've got so you have different menus for different dietary things? We have a paleo menu oh, and really? a keto menu. Oh, really? What's um, on the keto menu? So it's mainly just how to change the items that we have on the menu uh-huh. to be able oh, to fit the okay. keto lifestyle. So it's obviously, you know, grain-free, things like that. So um, we have Whole30 items that are Whole30 approved, which is a, another different diet Whole that's out 30, there. I don't know that one. Uh, well, my feeling is if Melissa McCarthy can lose 100 pounds on keto, let me see that menu. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I want to come in to True Food Kitchen, and uh, now that we've talked a little bit, what should I get? What do you? What do you? I'm 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 a skeptic. Okay, so, so how do you win over your skeptics? So if you're a skeptic, I would obviously start you with the either vegetable crudite uh, or the edamame dumplings. Okay. To to be to begin your, your starter with uh-huh. um, the cocktails, the beets by John's amazing. The ginger margarita is amazing as well. Um, going into the entrees, it just depends on what kind of mood you're in. You know, if you want to go with the safe bet, you go with the lasagna or the salmon or the grass-fed burger. Um, if you want to try to explore a little bit, the ancient grains bowl, the Thai coconut curry, um, the sea bass that comes with that Thai coconut curry. Um, so, you know, there, there's options for all the guests. And you can tell when someone's on the fence of whether or not they want to 
to eat with us because they'll go with the safer items, the chicken avocado wrap or oh, things like so that. So you, you can you can spot the skeptics in the dining room based oh, yeah. on what they order. Oh yeah, and, and you ask them. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll go through and and we we do our best to talk to every guest that comes in the in the restaurant uh-huh. and, and chat with them. And you ask, is this your first time dining with us? And a lot of times they'll say yes. And you can say, well, I can tell because you went with one of the safer items. Now, all those items are delicious. But there's also some, like I said, some safer items for the guests. And then you can tell someone who's been in our restaurant in Denver or in Mm -hmm. San Diego or in Houston. And, you know, they love us and they're so excited to see us here. So Mm -hmm. they go for their favorites. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, uh, since since I'm being honest here, you you do, I want you to be honest too. So is there anything that you're not crazy about? Beats. Oh. So you're not a beet burger fan? Personally, no. Um, I've tried it. I can uh-huh. appreciate it, uh-huh. but beets are just not not uh-huh. for me. I see. Uh, it's okay. the uh, least used. Uh, well, there has to be something. S- you know, sentence like, in, you know? in the in the uh, exactly. English. I'm never going to say, "Can I have your beets?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's the, what the whole joke is about. So when you moved here, you gained 20 pounds. So you were clearly tempted by the dark side. How did you How did you find your way out of that? Uh, making better choices as to what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the food here is amazing and the culture here is amazing. And I, I get that. That's one of the reasons why when my wife said I want to go home, I uh-huh. said, absolutely, I'm in. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, you can't have... You can't have seafood gumbo every day. Okay, so you're going to be... would want to? You're, you know what? I, I go through these phases when I say, okay, I am going to the dark side today. I am going to be bad. <laughs> I am willfully going to commit dietary sins. Okay? So, um, you know, you're probably looking at me and going, I'm, I'm sure you do that all the time. I do. Chocolate. Chocolate's my big weakness. But it's got to be good chocolate. Okay? And nuts. I... That's like what I eat. Um, but when you, you know, when you want to do that and you are saying, okay, I'm, I'm doing it, what, what do you do? It depends on, there's a lot of those, there's a lot of those times. Um, I've got one po' boy shop that I'll go to. Um, you know, there's one fried seafood place that I'll go to. So What are these? Uh, I'll go to Blue Crab. <laughs> I love Blue Crab. West End. There you go. Um, Bears Poe Boys. <laughs> you have to go to Blue Crab. It's New Orleans. It's right. an afternoon. Yep. They have dollar grilled oysters. You got to go. I'm so, sorry. You know, I'll go to Bears Poe Boys out under the Causeway on Metairie Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my Poe Boys spot. Okay. Um, How did you find that? Because it's kind of obscure. My family. My wife's family. Oh, uh, okay. You know, they're all from Metairie. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, Bears is actually from Covington. Okay. There's this little joint in Covington on Boston and it's like the size of these two studios together. That's it, like in a gas station. And that's where it started. And there's one place for burgers uh, that we go to. It's convenient. We live out in Lakeview, so Lakeview Burgers and Seafoods. Are, is that good? Are I've not it's been. delicious. Is Their it? burgers are always on point. Is it? Their, okay. Uh, their debris fries are <gasps> You eat debris? <gasps> I do. I do. So there are some indulgent moments. Um, you know, just because I, I, I'm not going to, you've said this on the radio, you realize that you've yeah. got to go back to the true food kitchen yeah. and say you've been eating debris fries. Yeah, It's about once, once in a blue moon, I'll look at my wife and be like, hey, you know what? I've I got to have, I got to have an oyster <laughs> poor boy today, or I've got to have this today. Well, so. you know, an oyster poor boy is one thing, but debris fries, I mean, it just doesn't get a whole lot worse than no, that. No, but it's so good. But it's so good. It is. <laughs> it is. You know who has really good cheese fries? Walk-ons. Really? Yes. Now they're not debris like poor boy debris. They're um, they're they're not even really good fries, actually. 
they're those frozen waffle fries, but they they do a lot of great cheeses on it and a lot of bacon, and they have um, pickled banana peppers on it. It's really good. I like those. So you, do you prefer the, the bacon cheese fries or just the gravy debris fries? Gravy debris fries. Okay. Well, that is a good choice, I have to say. Well, all right. You're human then. I'm Absolutely, glad, yeah. I'm glad to see that. No, because I, I still you know, eat real food. And, you know, our food at Truth <gasps> Kitchen is still real, real food, food as well. Well, it's actually realer food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it's closer to the hoof, so mm-hmm. it's realer food. Not overprocessed, prepped in-house, scratch kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. so... It's, it's amazing to see our prep team every morning when you walk in and they've got all these ingredients laid uh-huh. out. The the prep list are out in front of the cooks and the chef team still walking through and make sure everybody's doing everything right. So um, the, well, the freezer in our restaurant is about the size of your freezer at home. We mm. don't have a walk-in mm. freezer. Uh-huh. Most restaurants have this massive yeah, freezer right. you walk yeah. into. The only thing frozen in the building is ice cream. Uh-huh. Well, not really. Not, well, not anymore, well, not what? here. <laughs> What's the right flavor of ice cream for now that we're into that? Well, yeah, we haven't even mentioned dessert in this. The whole from he had beginning some pumpkin pie. You can't really call it ice cream. It's like champagne. You can't really call it champagne unless it's from champagne. You can't really call it ice cream if it's vegan because it but doesn't have cream in it. But for a vegan guest, it's still an ice cream. Okay, but okay you can call it vegan cream so so i just want to make sure before you leave when you go into the kitchen and they're preparing all these wonderful this beautiful array of multicolored, high nutrient dense rich foods you're not thinking i gotta get some cheese fries this afternoon are you no okay just want to make sure i just want to make sure i want to establish your your creds. Okay. No, if I'm if I'm feeling indulgent at the restaurant, I get the chicken sausage pizza and eat the entire thing. You do because yeah. I eat pizza like, it's like that. It's like too. an eleven inch pizza, so it's perfect for one person. Just to yeah, yeah. Eating a whole pizza is kind of like I used to. My kids used to. I love ice cream. I do love ice cream. Um, I particularly love like Creole creamery ice cream, but I never I never eat ice cream. And my kids used to always say, Mom, what's the matter with you? Why don't you like ice cream? And I go, I love ice cream, but I love pizza more, and I can't do both. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with the pizza, sure. and I could actually eat a whole pizza at one sitting. Anyway, all right, i got to come in and have your lasagna. You will see me soon because that was you. good, mm. and, and I'll have a side of Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts, but I'm going to skip the non-ice cream ice cream. We'll get you a squash pie instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm going to have one of those kale well, the kale aid. The kale aid. I'm going to have a kale aid and your lasagna. Give it a little bit of thought. And while you're thinking, we're going to, uh, we have a sponsor we're today, say, don't we're we? We're going to say adios to Nick. Let's, oh, we are? Yeah. I mean, I, I, Oh, okay. I was going to do You have some a, more stuff? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Wait, what did uh, you say, Doug? Yeah. Uh, we've. What, what the location of the uh, of of it's, the restaurant? It's, it's eight zero one St. Charles, the corner yeah. of St. Charles and Julia. St. Charles and Julia. St. Charles and Julia. Easy to find. Big yeah. beautiful new building. You can't miss it. It's the newest building in town. Not I mean, the, right, not the newest in town, but certainly in that neighborhood. Yeah, and it's it's enormous. You you just can't miss the true food it, kitchen. It, it may come across at first as being kind of kind of hard for parking, but it really isn't as bad as all that. You just have to look a little bit. Okay. Why are you looking at me like I'm nuts? Because I don't know. I don't know why you're saying that. Because why? There aren't. I mean, I guess you could park in a parking lot right there. But yeah. And I there's mean, a garage right behind the restaurant. Yeah. In the Julia Building. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and that's that's open. Know, mm-hmm. All of the restaurants. Okay. 
uh, we have to take a break. Okay, so if you're going to stay, then we'll just take a break. Two six zero six three six eight. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. All right. The things that happen in this business. <laughs> anyway, where were we? I don't know. I think Nick is trying to figure out how he wound up in the twilight zone, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, you had some more questions for Nick. I did. <laughs> you did. No, I, I, okay. I think I've hit just about the... Uh, I'm, I'm watching this restaurant because it's very intriguing. You have many questions that uh, attend. And... Uh, I, I'm fascinated by it, and just that the whole concept could come from out of nowhere, it almost seemed like. Well, it's and been then, around for a bang, while. Bang, there it is. It's been around. All right, oh. so are you above projections? Currently, yes. You are. Excellent. So it's been well-received, and you had your doubts when you came into a market so entrenched, so culinarily, culturally entrenched. Have you been to any other market that you felt as much trepidation going into? There's no other market like that. I know. Ones. I know. It's so, absolutely unique. So, you know, that, that's the end of that answer to that question. You, you can't have that feeling anywhere else. Okay. So you were not, you were not in the know when, like, you're not from corporate. You came on as a hire from in town. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know what sort of discussions took place as they were coming into this market so but i i would guess that you know there was some talk were they were they trepidatious about there, coming there here? was some apprehension mm -hmm. um you know to make sure we were going to be welcomed into yeah to uh -huh. such a rich city uh -huh. um, but i'd say we definitely have been welcomed uh-huh well uh, i mean you know we're a welcoming kind of bunch absolutely you know and you know i, I think the city and not really the city but i think a lot of our our residents are starting to realize that you know, food can be good for you. So yes. why not eat better to feel better, to live yes. better, to be, you know, with a healthier mindset and a healthier lifestyle? And that's what we're, we're trying to celebrate with our guests. You know, it's, it's, it's really true. If I go on a pasta binge, and, I, you know, it's, what's really interesting is that you can just sort of change things overnight. I mean, you really can. Like Tom would eat out at restaurants, and my kids and I would be home eating mac and cheese all the time, you know. And so, and um, well, what's unusual about that? Well, what I'm saying is that <clears throat> one day, one day, I decided I didn't want to eat pasta anymore, and I just sort of stopped. And then we all just sort of stopped. And now eating pasta is is really like I practically have to go to counseling for it, you know. And so, but and, and but I do I do say. I am going. It's like it's like. What is it about sinning? If you're a Catholic, if you know that you're going to sin, that's worse than if you sin without thinking. Okay, so I know that I'm going to sin. I know that I'm going to eat pasta. I am willfully going to go there, mm -hmm. and I do it. And then the next morning, I wake up and I feel like, Bleh. you know, you know, if you're not used to it, I mean, it's like. It, it is something that you have to get yourself off of. And when you do go back, you go, oh, you know, I don't feel well. Or I used to love to eat fried seafood, and I never do that either. I don't eat fried foods. But Gosh, every I've never now had and then, that happen to I me. do, and I just feel, you know, my daughter and I do the same thing. Well, and the, the feedback we get from a lot of guests is that you come in, you eat the entire plate, you're satiated, but you don't feel terrible. Yeah. You ate a full meal, yeah. you're full, yeah. you feel great about it, and you walk out and continue with the rest of your day, and you're not regretting yeah. you know, having that. 
Well, you know, you can, I, I mean, I don't know if it's ever called this, but I'm going to call it this, a carb hangover. You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. it is like being hung over if you've had a big bowl of pasta or a lot of fried seafood or something. It You just feel gross, you know. And, and, and you don't feel that way if you eat the way you're talking about. Nope, not at all. You know, and so it, it's, you know, after you get used to it, it's like, like about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I decided I'm going to eat much healthier. And at that time, I, I considered things like bread, poison, sugar, <laughs> poison. Oh. I still look at it that way. I mean, I do eat bread, but it's extremely rare. Bread has to clear an unbelievable, like Belgard. Do you love Belgard? Have you had Belgard? Mm. Oh, gosh. Belgard is a bakery in town, and they're becoming sort of internationally known because he's really kind of obsessed with heirloom wheat, so everything he does is heirloom everything. And it's, it's a little bakery tucked away on Apple Street in the Carrollton area. They're making their own pasta now. And it's all really, like, you probably ought to look into this as a source of, of I, I don't know, do you, what, did, what was that, what was in the lasagna? Was that pasta? That what? was, it's made in-house, though. Okay, what's gluten, it made from? Gluten-free pasta sheet, so gluten-free uh, flour. Okay. All right, well, this, you should look into this Belgarde company because it's pretty pretty crazy but that that rises to the level of acceptable eating bread like he was talking about they make their own pasta with durum wheat semolina i mean i've always kind of thought it was fascinating that in america we eat pasta and get fat and in italy they don't a lot of it has to do with their level of exercise i mean they walk everywhere but still i think the raw materials factor a lot into just the retention of stuff in your body you know and and I mean I I can't deny it. What you're doing is is the way to eat for sure. You know, we'll see though. We'll see how it wears over the long run. You know. Well, can I ask you a few oddball questions? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, days open. Uh, Monday or seven days a week. Seven days a week. Lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner. We open at eleven okay. o'clock Monday through Friday. Credit cards. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody does that. Who doesn't. Uh, <laughs> well, parking. Uh, uh, it already somebody thought that there was no problem with parking at all, so uh, we don't even need to ask that question anymore. And uh, let's see, there was one other thing that came... Oh, reservations. We do take reservations oh, online, uh-huh. <clears throat> online and okay. at the restaurant, 504-558-3900. So you're Wait. not an open table, but you do it just individually so yourself. We are on open table. You are an open table. You can okay. go to truefoodkitchen.com, or you can go through open table, or you can call the restaurant. Okay. Are do you res- have that number handy? Yeah, it's 504 558 Five five eight three nine zero zero three nine zero zero. Okay, I just wanted to write it down so I could put it in the book. Yeah. Okay, and lastly, you're in that gray building with the yellow windows, right? It's That's it. you can't miss it. It's the True Food Kitchen on the corner of St. Charles and Julia. That's it. Okay. Right where they're digging up the streetcar tracks again. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Endless unbelievable. seems like. Well, good luck with the venture. Thank you very I much. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to watch the evolution of True Food Kitchen. I, I venture to say that <clears throat> as time wears on, you will not assimilate into the Louisiana folk food culture. There will be no 
jugs of oil going into the True Food Kitchen. And so it's going to be a question of other people adopting your the only statement. The only thing we are going to adopt from the city is we've got some signature cocktails rolling out pretty soon mm. that are only specific to this restaurant with the, the Sazerac. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So uh-huh. with the French 75, the Bucure. So we'll have that okay. limited selection just uh-huh. specific to True Food Kitchen New Orleans coming out. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to you. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm yeah, thanks for dropping came. in. I'm sorry you had to stay so long, but it was really fun for us. I don't know how you felt about it, but Loved thank you. <laughs> good. I have to come in and try that lasagna. That was good stuff. Yeah. Recommend. I'll, I'll uh, issue this recommendation. The lasagna, mm. good stuff. Good. Really good. Tastes very good. Thanks. That's- Anyway, um, 260-6368 is the number if you would like to chat for just a couple of minutes. We've only got a few more minutes here. But we um, do have those minutes, so uh, no yes, no gonna... reason you shouldn't call us in and uh, tell us about it, whether your feelings about all the things we've talked about today. Or just if you're on a, a look for a, a place to dine tonight or you want to cook something at home but you're not quite sure how to do it, what's the right ingredients or anything like that. I don't claim to know everything and... Uh, we, but we, what we do know, what little bit we have, uh, we're happy to pass along to you if you're looking for a recipe or for uh, really anything at all. That's what we do around here. We're not sure if it's going to work out, though. We've only been here for 31 years. So okay. it's, uh, there you are. Going through the rest of the almanac, we were talking about oatmeal. Do you have oatmeal over there? We do. What, what's, what's the preparation? We, use, we just use oats in, in a few recipes. And but not oatmeal as itself, no, we do not. Okay, so it's in what? Like, where would you find oatmeal? Uh, we have dishes? oats in the chocolate cake, I believe we have oats. So, oh, really? Yeah, okay. very, very seldomly used, but we do have them. Uh-huh, okay. Because we're going through, what we do is we have this almanac that we use as sort of a blueprint for the show of what, you know, it's National Oatmeal Day or uh, various things. There was... Good thing you weren't here on Friday because it was National Greasy Foods Day. That would not be a fit for us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But oatmeal, it is National Oatmeal Day today, so that would be a fit for you. And we were talking about steel-cut oatmeal versus other oatmeal. Do you know what that's about? I, I don't know enough to speak on it now. Okay, there's a thing about oatmeal where if you are gluten-free, and I used to think the gluten-free thing was kind of a a silly trend until I until this Belgard bread came up and I and he was on the show once and he said that um, his wheat had something like a hundred and twenty chromosomes. This I don't remember. It's been years ago, but like regular wheat that we use in bread has something like twenty three hundred. And it was just like this little light bulb went off, and I thought, okay, if his heirloom wheat is that, and wheat that we eat has 10 times that, that's been manipulated way too many times for me. So that's when I started thinking that the gluten thing wasn't just a thing, that there might actually be something real to it. Mm -hmm. And then I had a niece who would break out if she ate something gluten. So... I started paying a little more attention to the gluten-free thing. And I know that oats, if you, if, if you are gluten-free and you want to eat oats, you have to be careful about where the oats were milled because 
if they were milled in a place where there's wheat, there could be traces of it. Sure, and I don't, yeah, and so I don't, you know, I mean, I don't have a gluten allergy, so it's not something that I would pay a lot of attention to, but I would assume that if you are gluten-free and all that you do buy a specific kind of oat, mm -hmm. and what is that? Uh, we have I, the brand, I don't know, I know we use a lot of Bob's Red Mill in the uh -huh. restaurant, but we also have tons of uh, gluten-free options for our guests, and we're very passionate about the ability to accommodate guest food sensitivities, allergies, and things like that. So that's something that we're, we're definitely fully aware of. Um, all our team members have to take a food handler's food safety course. Uh -huh. So we make sure that we, we minimize and eliminate cross-contamination and, and items like that. A manager personally runs out all items to the guest with allergies, and our chef personally makes every item that is for a guest with a food allergy or sensitivity. Well, you've got a back store there uh, that does a lot of things, don't they? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, you have a lot of guests like that? I mean, yeah. uh, do you, really? Mm -hmm. there, are a lot, there are that many people who come in and say, I have these kind of dietary restrictions mm -hmm. because of the allergies that and I have. Guests come to us, <clears throat> excuse me, guests come to us because they know we pay attention to those items and they know that we're passionate about that and we're not going to brush under the rug. If someone says they're gluten-free or they have a gluten allergy or a gluten sensitivity, to us, that's the most important thing to that guest. So we definitely want to be able to accommodate those guests. Well, I guess it's all about hospitality in the end. World-class hospitality. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I welcome this because for years we have had people come to the various restaurants I happen to be in or talking to, and finding out, uh, you know, they ask, "Do you have uh, dietary things? Do you have um, all the various problems you could have?" And most of the time, I didn't have anything to tell them. But now, here you are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I, I'm thank gonna, you. I'm going to go through real quick today the okay. rest of the almanac. So, uh, Stephen Sweet, drummer for the heavy. Who is who is Warrant? I don't even know that band. Warrant's a 90s rock band. He was born in 1965. The Yankee shortstop Frank Baker. You have two Bakers in here today, Tom. Mm -hmm. Laverne Baker was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These are all rockers, too, except for the Yankee shortstop Frank Baker, who was born today in 1946. See, all these people have food names. Yes, this is what did. the almanac yeah. is. It's just like food trivia stuff, and we just go but through all, the whole thing. But all with an actual food name. Mm-hmm. So, words to eat by today. Good taste is innate, and knowing with certainty when and how to break the rules and when not to is a talent few possess. That is Michael McLaughlin, food writer, author of The Mushroom Book. Tom has a lot of, of books that are just single-item books, like Macaroni and Cheese Book. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things book, I always have. The Mushroom Book. All of these single-item single, single item books, we have lots of those. Anyway, uh, it's been wonderful to have you today, and I will uh, definitely be in before long to not mm. try the beet burger, mm. but to, mm. try, to have a full plate of the, uh, of the lasagna, which I had to quit eating. Anyway. Anybody here like... Uh, uh, You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.